Well, hello everybody. This is Trevor Lee. This is the Better Presentations More Sales Podcast. And this episode is going out on Monday, November the 7th. So here in the UK, where I produce the podcast, on uh, on November the 5th, we celebrate a bonfire night. <laughs> now, those of you listening around the world have got no idea what I'm talking about. Well, this all goes back to a plot in 1605 with a fellow called Guy Fawkes, who was the most famous of a little gang who decided to blow up Parliament. And they put out all these barrels of gunpowder under Parliament, but they got found out. They uh, somebody some, There was a tip-off somewhere. There always is, isn't there? And uh, the, the, the plot didn't go ahead. So ever since then, on the 5th of November, which I think was the day they were found out in 1605, there's been some sort of celebration across the UK, and I don't know whether it's done anywhere else, probably not, where there's a bonfire and then there's effigies of Guy Fawkes and fireworks and all sorts of stuff going on. So I thought in this episode, well, why not? Let's have a fireworks bonfire night ourselves. So the theme of this episode is five things to throw on the presentation bonfire. So I'm going to share with you five things that you need to stop doing when you're doing presentations. Chuck them on the presentation bonfire, okay? To celebrate the 5th of November and Guy Fawkes. Welcome, everybody. This is episode number 241 of the Better Presentation Small Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Lee. And um, if you're a new listener, well, welcome to the podcast. You've only got 240 episodes to catch up on. (laughs) Now, what I'm doing now, this episode's going out at the beginning of November 2022, and I'm now beginning to work on the strategy for the podcast in 2023, and I need your help. Because what I want to do is I want to make sure that this podcast delivers for you. Now, it comes out every Monday, And you'll know from the title, Better Presentations, More Sales, that it's kind of, you know, helping you deliver better presentations to create more sales. Now, when I mean sales, I don't always mean, you know, sales to customers. Because, you know, clearly that's a big part of when you're doing presentations or pitches or whatever you want to call them. But also, don't forget, you know, you're also looking when you're doing presenting. You're looking for buying from other groups of people, aren't you? You're looking for buying from colleagues, Okay, you might be presenting to your team an idea that you want them to take on board. You might be presenting an idea to your bosses that you want them to take on board. You might be presenting yourself to somebody who's going to give you a promotion or a new role in a new organization. You might be a business owner who's presenting to investors because, you you know, you're looking to get more investment into your organization. It might be that you're presenting an event and you're looking to get peer recognition. You know, you want to be standing out in your sector. Or indeed, you know, just any general presentation where, you know, there is a result at the end and, and, and that kind of is your, in a sense, your, in inverted commas, your sale. So I really want to get some feedback from you. You know, we're 241 episodes in. Some of you I know listen to virtually every episode, which is fantastic. But it'd be great to get a steer from you from the type of content that you would like from this podcast going forward into 2023. Now, at the moment, I'm trying to work on a, on a ratio of two uh, two interviews and then one, you know, like this, where I'm sharing my thoughts and ideas with you as well. So it's a kind of two-to-one ratio, if you like. Now, recently, the last four episodes have all been guests. Now, one of the challenges I have when I uh, take on guests for this podcast is getting the right guests for you, the listener. And it's not always easy to do that. 
And I get lots of people who want to come on this podcast. I get sent stuff by them by them personally or through a, a, a kind of um, dating site for podcasters called Podmatch, which is really great. I get podcast agencies and all that. And I probably get one request a day, I think, on average to, for people to come on this podcast. So as you can imagine, I have to turn a lot of people away. And what I want to do is I want to get the balance right because a lot of the guests who want to come on the podcast are not specialist presentation people. Some are, most aren't, but they do offer some really great general business advice. Like, you know, the last episode with Michelle Nedelec, you know, sales and marketing strategies, some really great stuff in there. And then we had the, you know, the 5F sales leadership framework with Todd Capone at the end of September. You know, a great, I thought that was a great episode. And Lisa Laporte talking about how podcasting can help you grow sales. So some of the episodes, have, I, I've chosen them because I think they're going to be all round good for you as business people so that they develop your all round business skills. But I don't want to make this podcast too general. I want to make sure it sticks wherever possible to the theme. So if you want to get in touch, drop me a note, podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk or message me on LinkedIn or something like that. And give me a bit of a steer what you want from this podcast in 2023. And you might want to come on it as well and share share your story or your thoughts and ideas. Well, that'd be great because I'm also looking for people who aren't necessarily regular podcast guests. Now, a lot of, you know, not well, quite a lot of the stuff I get through, I think, is from, you know, agencies in particular who've got guests and they just churn out stuff. And, and I go back to them and say, hey, I don't understand why you think this is relevant for my podcast, because it's clearly not a personal message. They've just lobbed it out there. So if you want to, you know, share with me what you'd like to see on this podcast in 2023, that would be fantastic. So just drop me that note, podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk. And, uh, you know, contact me on LinkedIn. Now, of course, don't forget, if you need some presentation help, I've been working over the last couple of months on really nailing down and refining my offer to you, you know, to help you and your team become better presenters. So I've now put together on my website, trevorleemedia.co.uk, a very comprehensive presentation program for teams. And I can deliver that in person, depending on your location, or we can do it virtually. And there are several sessions to the virtual one because I do believe that it's better to learn consistently rather than maybe the big bang all in one go situation. I've also got a training program which mirrors that as well. And there's loads of follow up. And that I think that's really important. If you're hiring someone in to do training for you, whether it's presenting training or sales training, you need to make sure that there's lots of follow up with that person because a lot of people breeze in, they deliver the day or two days and then they disappear. And you get momentum. You get momentum inevitably. But how long does it last? And what you really need is any training needs to last for a long time. And I always say to people, have a Zoom call with me because you need to be sure that I'm the right person, you know, to deliver the training for your team. You might like listening to me on this podcast, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm the right person to work with your team. I'm also doing one-to-one -one coaching sessions as well. And there's no commitment to those. You can buy them one at a time. And if you're an SME and you need strategic help with your sales, then I've got a new product for that as well, where you can work with me for, you know, 30 minutes at a time or a couple of days a month, whichever is going to be best for you. So enough about all that stuff. Let's get on with this, this week's episode of the podcast. Oh, and by the way, if you do like the podcast, please leave a review, please share it, please comment on it on social media. That would be fantastic. So let's go and think about these five things we're going to chuck on the presentation bonfire.
So here we are, we've got our presentation bonfire and it's really beginning to roar now. <laughs> so what are we going to chuck on it? What would you chuck on it? What would you chuck on the presentation bonfire? Well, maybe have a think about that. I'm going to share my five things. So as I'm going through my five things, maybe think about whether you agree with me or not. You know, and if you don't, well, you know, drop me a note, podcast at Trevor Lee Media, comment on LinkedIn and say, hey, Trevor, actually, I would have chucked this on the presentation bonfire. Now, these are all five things that I think if you chuck on the presentation bonfire, you will improve your presentations massively, you know, very significantly. And you will definitely stand out from everybody else because they will be still doing all these things that you've now chucked on the presentation bonfire. Right, here's number one. Number one to chuck on the presentation bonfire is the all about me start. Okay, how many times when we see people presenting, whether that's to clients or events or wherever, do they start talking about themselves? Hey, welcome. Thanks very much. You know, well, let me tell you a little bit about our organization and let me tell you about a little bit of how great I am. So here's a picture of our organisation, our fantastic team, our brilliant coffee machine, all the trophies we've won recently. Wow, we are that bee's knees. You'd be daft not to work with us. (laughs) Loads of presentations start like that. Now, let's remember those four E's of presenting that I bang on about. You need, and the first one is to engage your audience. You know, we're talking about engage, educate. We're talking about enthuse and entertain. But engage, if you can't get the first one right, you're probably not going to get the other three. So you're not going to engage your audience by banging on about yourself. Okay, they know who you are. That's why they've invited you to present. Okay, and if you're at an event, they'll still know who you are because the organisers will have told them and you've been asked for a little bio or a little video or whatever it might be. So you don't need to bang on about yourself at the start. It's boring. It's not very interesting. And I'm not interested in you. Remember that. As a member of your audience, I'm only interested in what you're going to share that's going to be of in benefit to me and my organisation. And telling me all about yourself isn't that. So let's bin that. So number one on the bonfire, it's the all about me start. Let's get rid of that. Right, number two to chuck on the bonfire, it's the slides. Now, not every slide, not every slide, okay, I'm not advocating you out, you know, you get rid of PowerPoint and all that sort of stuff at all. Okay, it's a really useful tool. But what's really not useful are slides that are full of stuff, okay? You know, the complex ones where someone's tried to be clever and they've put little fuzzy backgrounds in there and they've got pictures and loads of words and sentences and, you know, jargon and all that. Now, come on, ladies and gentlemen. I know you're converts because you've heard me bang this message so many times, but help me get this message around the world, okay? That we've got to get rid of these really terrible slides. So let's chuck them on the bonfire. Okay, so please, if you're listening to this, do not deliver presentations which has complex slides. Now, you will have heard me tell the tale about how to prove that, you know, it isn't the number of slides that you use. It is the content, you know. So if you haven't heard this a few weeks, well, I've done this several times, actually. Every time I do a presentation workshop, and if I do one for you, I'll do the same thing. At some point, I say to the audience, right, we get to the the point where I'm talking about a PowerPoint, the fifth of my seven Ps of presenting. And I say, so how many slides have I used at this point? And I get people to guess. And I've got prizes for them, usually copies of my 12 business lessons from running an ultramarathon book or whatever. But I say, how many? And usually the range of guesses is, you know, people say 20 or 30, you know. So, you know, one or two people always go, you know, go big, you know, go outlandish and say, oh, 70, you know, because they, they think they, they don't believe it's 70, but they think, you know, there's a kind of, you know, they're, they're going to be trying to outsmart me on the what I'm doing. And usually it's around about 100. 
and no one ever gets anywhere near. And that's because the slides that I use have got very few words on them. They're usually image driven. They've got, you know, a couple of words of explanation and that's it. And I whip through them quite quickly and no one and, and everybody's absolutely amazed when I say 100 and the people who've guessed 15, they just can't believe it. They don't believe me. They ask me to prove it. <laughs> so get rid of those complex. Ideas. Oh, and also throw out on the bonfire the marketing template that, you know, your marketing guys insist you have on every presentation slide. Don't do that. It's really dull. It takes up a lot of space. And, you know, what does it mean? Does it mean that between slides, people are going to forget who you are, which company you work for, how many bloody awards you've won that you've put on the slides, all right? Get rid of those as well. So let's make these slides work for you. So chuck the complex ones with the marketing templates on the bonfire. That's number two, right? Number three, you're going to chuck on the bonfire your big notes, all right? And these will burn really well because they're always paper, aren't they? So great for the bonfire, all right? So your big notes. Now, what I mean by big notes is people who turn up to do a presentation and they've got A4 notes in their hand, okay? And you don't need them. All right. And people say, oh, I do, I do, I do. I'll forget where I am. Well, you don't. I watch people in action. And chances are the ones with the A4 notes, they hardly refer to them. And then when they do, it's a complete shambles because they can't, they, they're shuffling and they go, oh, sorry, I just got to check my notes where I am. I actually saw one, uh, you know, high profile presenter who I knew had been paid a lot of money to speak at an event. He put his A4 notes down on a table behind him. Then he forgot where he was. So he went back to the table and shot. I mean, how unprofessional was that? I couldn't believe that this guy was being paid a lot of money to deliver this presentation. It was so, you know, it's just his style was, you know, very amateurish. So get rid of those A4 notes. Now, I do advocate having postcard size safety net notes. So something that, you know, I use them all the time, no matter how many times I've delivered a particular presentation, I just have them all the time. And all I do is I have one word per slide. And I usually on a postcard size note, I'll get, you know, maybe 15 words on average on that on that on that uh, postcard. And but make write it so you you know write it in capital letters and so you can see it quite easily and and number your postcards as well. So if you've got a ninety slide deck that you're presenting on, okay, then make sure you number them all because you might have what six, seven, eight uh, postcards on that basis. But it's a safety net. You probably don't need it, but you just got it there. But please don't use the A4 notes because I think there are A4 notes say two things. One is you don't know your subject, which is why you've got all those notes and crikey. I've invited, you know, I've decided to come and listen to you present and you don't know your subject. That's not a great start, is it? So it, as a perception. Secondly, you haven't practiced enough. You haven't, well, you haven't practiced at all, which is why you need the notes to remember what you've got to say. And that, I think, is a bit of an insult to me as a member of your audience. You know, you've decided you're not going to practice. You need those big notes. I've given up my time to come and see you. So bonfire, big notes. Right, number four. Chuck on the bonfire the long Q&A answers you inevitably end up finding yourself doing, even though you didn't want to do it in the first place. So what do I mean by this? Well, you know, you Q&A. Now, we've, you know, if you go back to episode, the episode that came out at the beginning of October, it'd be around about episode 234, 35, somewhere around there. It's called How to Use PowerPoint Slides Better and Manage a Q&A. Now, if you listen to that episode... It will tell you that when you man, you know, when you're doing a Q and A, if you get a question, don't do what everybody does and then spend hours answering the first question. All right, people are so excited. Someone's asking them the question, they just go on and on and on and on and on with their answer. And not only is it does it get a bit dull, but it also limits the number of other questions that you're going to be asked because you've eaten into your own time massively. 
So don't do that. Answer the question very succinctly. All right. Don't spend hours answering the first question. And usually the first question is not the best question. And, you, you know, because then you've missed an opportunity to answer a really great question that you've hoped you hope to be asked. So number four, chuck on the bonfire your, your long Q&A answers. All right. Just get rid of those. Right. Number five. Well, number five is a kind of link back to the start because, you know, we said that the number one was all about me start. Get rid of that. And number five is the all about me follow up. Because if you're doing a presentation, particularly to a client or a prospective new, prospective new client, chances are you'll, or an investor maybe, chances are you'll send, you'll put something through as a proposal and fo- you know a follow up proposal. So I'll, you know, it's, it's the way these things works, particularly if you're doing a sales pitch maybe. So what tends to happen then is that it becomes the all about me proposal. Now just have a look at your latest proposal that you sent out following a presentation or a pitch that you did. And just look at it and just read through the first page and see how much is about you and how much is about your client. And remember, you know, we had a great episode. Let me just check that episode and find it for you now. Episode with, I think it was Izzy Loback, May the 23rd. Now, Izzy gave this, I think it was, I need to check this. I should have done my preparation, shouldn't I? (laughs) Anyway, uh, I'm sure it was Izzy. and he talked about the, the, the scheme. No, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. I'm told it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. It was. Um, this is this is very... Uh, I'm just waiting for it to come up on the screen now. It was Ruben Schwartz. There we go. Deliver compelling sales proposals. April the 25th. So that would be you know one of the earlier epi- episodes. 213. There we go. So what Ruben said was that when you go through your proposal, mark everything up so that you can see what it was, you know, what it was highlighted in three highlighter pens. So green is everything about the company and the buyer that you're putting the proposal to. Yellow is anything that's confusing or jargony. And red is all about you, all the stuff about you. And the God, there'll be a lot of that, I can assure you. Okay, so make sure there's no red on the first page even. Because they know who you are. They've seen your presentation. So focus on your follow-up proposal all about them and the benefits they're going to get from saying yes to whatever it is you were putting forward. So that's the other thing to throw on the bonfire is the all about me follow-up proposal. Right, let's just review those very quickly. So the five things to throw on the bonfire night, presentation bonfire, okay? For November the 5th, remember, remember the 5th of November, the five things you're going to throw on the presentation bonfire. The all about me start, the complex and marketing template slides, the big notes, the long Q&A answers, and the all about me proposal follow-up. Get rid of them all and your presentations will suddenly stand out massively (laughs) from everybody else's presentations. So there we go. I hope that was useful. Now, do give me that feedback. Tell me what you want from this podcast in 2023. And don't forget, if you need some help, whether it's a 45-minute one-to-one coaching session or whether you want a full-on big training program for your team on how to do presentations or even how to do sales, or we can combine the two together. It can be very flexible. Most of my big training programs are designed bespokely for what you want from them. I can deliver them in person, depending you know where you are in the world and the logistics that make that happen. We can deliver them virtually. And I do think virtual you know, training is a great thing. It can work really well. Okay, because your team, you don't have to get them all into one place. You don't, you know, that costs a lot of money to get everybody in one place. We can do it for, we do 90 minutes one week. We do 90 minutes another week, 90 minutes, and it builds up over time. And then, and therefore you get that momentum. I keep the momentum going for you. 
Because as a sales leader, as soon as I leave as a trainer, the momentum, you know, challenge is then yours. So I've got to have a look on my website, trevorleemedia.co.uk. Have a look at the presentation and the sales programs. They're very easily identifiable on the on the various pages because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you deliver better, more successful, more confident presentations and pitches that ultimately, somewhere along the line, convert into more sales and also help you do those presentations to your colleagues, to your investors, events, whatever it is you want to do. Now, if you're looking for a speaker for your event coming up in 2023, then have a think about this as well. I've got, I'm working on this, well, I've worked on it, okay? I've got this 20 or 30 minute slot, which depending on your needs, and it's going to be a load of fun, really load of fun, very entertaining. And I accidentally, uh, you know, found a way of doing this because I, I put it in as part of a session recently, and it's basically called uh, how to lose your present or how to lose your sales pitch, how to deliver a poor presentation. And I did a sales pitch session for some entrepreneurs recently, uh, some student entrepreneurs. And I, I put this in almost at the last minute. This, well, I'm going to show you how to win the pitch, but first of all, let me show you how to lose the pitch. And the lose the pitch bit, actually, it seemed to be very entertaining. Everybody thought it was great fun. I love delivering it. And I thought at that moment in time, that's what I need to do, you know, when I'm speaking at events. So your in-house conference or your business event, if you need someone to come along and have a bit of fun with your audience and explain all the things that they need to do if they want to deliver a poor presentation or lose a sales pitch, then, you know, have a look on the website and, and have a look and see what you think. And if you want a Zoom call to talk about it further, let's do that. Okay, so that's all good. Thanks for listening. Uh, please leave a review. Please share the content. See you next time.